0: Hello and welcome to Taboo Talk, the podcast brought to you by Boots that ask the seriously awkward health and wellness questions so you don't have to. I'm your host, Vogue Williams, and today we're talking about what it means to be neurodivergent. If you're affected by anything you hear today or are struggling, please seek professional help and contact a GP. It's widely accepted that around 15 to 20% of the population in the UK are neurodivergent. In other words, their brains work differently from what we consider as average or neurotypical. So they might process things, learn or behave in different ways. When we think of neurological conditions, we probably think of autism, ADHD, dyslexia or dyspraxia. Recently, the concept of neurodiversity has started to be seen as a positive thing, but we still have a way to go. So on that note, I'd like to introduce my first guest, Louise Hillier. Louise is a chartered psychologist and specialist in neurodiversity. Next up is the wonderful Christine McGuinness. Christine is a model and television personality and has appeared on The Real Housewives of Cheshire, The Real Fomonti and The Games. Christine has three children with autism and was diagnosed herself with autism in 2021 at the age of 33. In 2021, she took part in a BBC documentary to raise awareness about autism. We also have the brilliant Tommy Mallet. Tommy is a reality star and business owner who rose to fame after joining the cast of TOWIE in 2014. Tommy is dyslexic and at 31, he found out he has ADHD, which he calls his superpower. Before being diagnosed, Tommy had openly shared his struggles and is now using his experience to raise awareness about ADHD to help others. Before we start, I just need to say that Tommy and Christine are speaking from their own personal experiences and this podcast should not be used for medical advice. If you do need personal medical advice on any of the topics covered, please do talk to your GP. Louise, I'm going to start with you. There's a few different diagnoses under the neurodivergent umbrella. Can you talk us through what neuro- neurodivergent means and explain some of them?
1: Yes. Yeah, so if someone's neurodivergent, it means yeah. that there are some differences in the way that their brains are wired, if you like, um, and that the that makes them slightly different from the majority of the population yeah yes and the term really um, relates to the term neurodiversity and biodiversity which suggests there's natural variation in the population and that this is a natural and positive thing and at first it particularly was used in relation to um, autism but it's also been ex- extended to include ADHD, dyslexia, dyspraxia, um Tourette syndrome, either, even mental health
2: conditions.
0: Oh wow, dyspraxia, you said that you might have it, Christine, did you? Yeah. Is that no. when you like you're really clumsy?
2: Yeah, um, I haven't got much awareness of, of space. Ah, Extremely okay. forgetful. Um, yeah, often bump into things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I always just thought that was part of being autistic. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's quite
1: interesting that um, different neurodivergent conditions are often confused but also it's very common to have more than one neurodivergent condition so autistic people very often do have dyspraxia as well and Key characteristics of dyspraxia are, are to do with, yeah, clumsiness, difficulties with motor coordination. But there can also be issues with spatial awareness. That
0: can yeah. Problems with parking, for example, bumping into people. Uh, <laughs> how <laughs> many car crashes have you had? <laughs> <laughs> the rules in your car. Well in car <laughs> what would you say the main challenges for people with ADD or autism that face on a daily basis?
1: Um, I think they vary according to the condition and also according to the individual. But people with ADHD at home, for example, they might have difficulties keeping on top of domestic tasks, keeping on top of personal hygiene. Also, they might have a tendency to start projects around the
2: house and not get finish them... Finish them. them. Yeah, not finish. I literally, i hear a Spencer. Now that you've said okay. it to me, I'm like, Spencer, yeah. Spencer, Spencer. Yeah, I, I can't finish anything. I've always got... Twenty to thirty tabs open on my phone or my yes. computer, and I'm flicking through all of them, trying to do everything at once. I really struggle to stay focused. Mine's you know, completely other, completely different to that.
3: Okay, I don't have none opened. My house is spotless, and I have about three or four showers a day. I don't
0: know why I know that about you. Okay. I do know that about you. Your house is clean.
3: Bit <laughs> yeah,
2: no, I'm I'm very OCD with the house and myself. Yeah, so the house has to be all completely clean everything tidied away I've, I've decorated the house just plain white it's quite clinical yeah, yeah. lovely um, yeah that, that's how I like it that gives me some kind of clear head space
0: do you feel yeah. like if it's organised in your house your head feels more organised yeah. I
2: mean it feels well no my, my head's absolutely chaotic but it's better than <laughs> if the house is a mess too and then with the washing side of things I probably over wash
0: Oh, okay. Um,
2: but yeah, I've seen well, it I'd love
0: to ride. live with both of you. I love <laughs> <that>
3: <laughs> tidiness. <laughs> so,
1: what about when you were a child? Were you tidy them? Always. As Always. Them tidy? Okay. Always. Yeah, 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 yeah. Always.
3: So, yeah. Like, even, for example, I use around 100 like, ml of perfume a month. Always, Spencer does but but I that I think that's wild More than that Yeah, yeah. And I wash and condition My hair like twice a day <laughs> To the point where It's like coming out It's everywhere uh, Yeah,
2: yeah I have crazy. Three, Four showers a day But my children So my children I've got twins that are ten And my youngest is seven Yeah And they all autistic and their rooms are absolutely spotless and it's not just me doing it it's them everything is lined up everything is organized and and that's how they like their space to be yeah yeah um so yeah so obviously when when they were like that and i'm like that too i didn't see the connection there between us all being autistic but that's what it is so yeah Yeah.
0: so you were you were diagnosed were you 31 when you were diagnosed yeah yeah and did you never have
2: like an inkling yeah, I did. Well, I always knew I was different at school. I really struggled. Um, I just felt like I didn't fit in. I couldn't focus, even though academically I was fine. I was always in the top set. Mm. No one could ever understand how I got there because I weren't really putting the work in, but I was obviously yeah. clever enough to get up there. I just I couldn't stick to her. I couldn't finish the task. And, and I left school before I was 14. The school basically said, you know, we don't know what to do with her. Um, I couldn't cope, I couldn't cope socially, I couldn't cope in the classroom, I couldn't cope in the canteen, which sadly led to an eating disorder, which is quite common for autistic women especially. Because um, you, you said
0: you don't like eating with people.
2: Yeah, when I was a teenager, the doctors kind of just said, oh, you know, she's a teenage girl, she's obviously worried about her figure and the way she looks, and it, it wasn't that at all. Nobody ever actually asked me, what, what is it with the canteen that you don't like? Yeah. And if they had of, I honestly don't know if I would have been able to articulate it then because I didn't understand it myself, but it was quite simply that it, it seemed such a mess, the smell, the sound the taste of the foods not knowing what was going to be there on the menu every day and then having to think okay well where do I sit who who do I go to because I didn't have friends so all of it was just too much and and that led to me being quite poorly now I understand it I I try and look after myself the best I can I'll take vitamins but I'm still on a, a very typical autistic diet which is like a plain Beige food diet. Everything is dry. Do
0: you have the same thing like every day? Pretty much, yeah. So, what's your breakfast, yeah. lunch, and dinner?
2: Um, so, toast is a favourite in my house for me and the kids. <laughs> toast bagels, um, chicken nuggets, and chips for the kids it's is always lovely. popular. Plain pasta. I just don't like anything too wet, like a lasagna. You're never gonna see that in my house. <laughs> but anything, even going into a restaurant now, I'm trying more, but yeah. it, it's it's taken up until my thirties for me to walk into a restaurant and even attempt it just because of the smell of the room, the noise that, you know, people getting up and walking around. All of that for me is is quite a lot to deal with whilst trying to eat as well.
3: Ooh. I want to live with you, you know. Your house is clean. I, want, of I want to live with Chicken you. nuggets <laughs> <laughs> no, no noise around the table. It's unreal. It's like the
0: best house <laughs> ever.
3: <laughs> oh, imagine. Oh, That's wow. That's a
0: dream. <laughs> what I find fascinating about the assessment, like, you told me it was five hours. I'd, I'd love to do it out of interest, but I don't think I could sit there oh for five. On, I couldn't yeah. do it. I physically couldn't c- yeah. pay attention for five hours. Yeah. When y- were you diagnosed? Thirty. Thirty. Yeah. And did you ne- did you never think that? like who who told you to go and do it because you both separately have spent time with my husband and both of you said <laughs> I told him the second you I met him I he was him, <laughs> ADHD. I,
2: I told him and it's always one of those moments where you're not sure if you should say or not but Spencer was just just so you know what he's like he's happy he's full of life yeah, yeah, he's yeah, got yeah, so yeah. much energy and, and yeah. I thought no he, he can take it like and he's doing amazing with it so <laughs> it wasn't like it was affecting him yeah. badly and he needed to know yeah. whereas for me it was having quite a negative impact not having that diagnosis yeah, my and my yeah. i down mine was
3: painful but you know you said about that five hour uh mine was 90 minutes okay yeah and i got up after 20 minutes to go to the toilet and i had to stand outside for a minute and yeah. the and how are you feeling and i said i'm gonna be honest with you, y'all i seriously want to do some damage to you now i know honestly i'm really want to do some damage it's too quiet in here okay
0: you're yeah. talking
3: too soft you're talking too slow and yeah i, I knew that i had something like Different about me, yeah.
0: yeah,
1: But
3: more so, I feel like mine was more so. I didn't understand how I could get a thought in my head, like a creation or something like that, and just do it a thousand times quicker than anybody else. I yes. I just couldn't come across anyone as, who could do things as fast as me.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. So like creating companies, I like have a have a thought in the middle of the night, write it down, wake up in the morning, and do it. Yeah. With that sort of thing, I always thought, yeah, I'm definitely different, and that was yeah. my advantage. Yeah. But. When you have kids and the crying and like people's eating habits of like slapping their lips, uh-huh. scratch, scratching their plates, I know it sounds like a funny thing, but if someone scratches their plate in front of you with their knife, yeah. it actually makes my back teeth yes. the pain. Yeah. is like the rage that yeah, comes through I me. Feel, yeah. Like I went, out, I was having something to eat with Georgia yesterday. Um, it was, we, was, we was doing some filming, and we was in a pie mash shop, yeah. Yeah, and someone come in and started eating, and they don't have knives in them; they use a spoon and a fork, right? And this man, and bless him, he's a lovely old man. <laughs> and he come in and he kept smashing his plate, and I had to stop the filming because I was sweating in there. Oh, and I really? said, got, I can't, I can't see it no more. It's too, it's too quiet for me. So the same as Christine, I didn't when I was like when I used to work, I didn't like eating in people because I wouldn't be able to look at them because if they'd done something I didn't like, it'd put me off my dinner. Yeah. <laughs> so like I had, I had this obsession, right, of like when people were eating looking at their mouths like if someone's like okay. I could see I don't know this weird thing them slapping their lips <laughs> like doing certain t- like I'm dipping yeah. dipping and things like that just made me so like it was uncomfortable like it would but literally put you off your food I wouldn't be able to eat like, I, I still I got it nah. to
2: leave the room.
3: I still I got it now nah. someone you know one of them, well, it's pro- it's kind of gross when you're like t- t-
0: when you're describing it like that. Even I'm like, that's disgusting. Think about it,
3: like, it's, it's <laughs> no, but it's people don't mean it sometimes. But the, the feel like the time when I really started noticing it, when I started traveling and mm-hmm. traveling the world, and had enough money to go in business class, right?
0: Yeah,
3: they use China in there because it's like, yeah. I don't know, for some reason, they want to be yeah. posh, right? Yeah. The noise of people eating and smashing their, their yeah. knives and forks on them plates in that flight. A few times I had to go back down the end of the plane and just stand there. Because I'd have actually caused serious problems on the plane.
2: But I think that's a good way to to go about it, even though it's not ideal because you're removing yourself. I think when you're understanding you except that actually it's not their fault they're just eating they're, they're enjoying their business we nearly had a few emergency landings. <laughs> yeah. like, that's only
3: now there's a long but time we did it when
2: that actually they're not the problem and, and we're not the problem either but it's us that have got that hypersensitivity yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. we're picking up on all so of these so you yeah. hypersensitivity
0: the, to noise and everything, oh, everything the baby's crime everything. was the thing that
3: got me actually diagnosed so oh. yeah when I, when, I, when I proposed to Georgia he was filming it and I'll never forget all I wanted to do is get out of the place we was in. <laughs> I just wanted to move from there. I was in like, a beautiful place in Mexico and I was like, people were looking now. And I was like, I'd spent all this money on these these flowers. And I was like, get out of here now, George, come let's get out of here. And I'll n- never forget, instead of celebrating, I got annoyed because the waitress kept interrupting every time I was talking to Georgia. So like you know when they're trying to do their job I know. and like. Yeah. But it's like you go to somewhere posh and they want to put the, the thing on you and then they want to turn your things on. I'm like, for me, I'm like I stopped coming near me now, and and that's when I really realised there was something wrong with me. And then, like the impulse at the same time didn't help me. I was I'd buy a car, and Mm -hmm. then within a week I'd have to buy another one, and then I'd sell that one, and then it just ended up being too much. Georgia would come home, and I'd sold everything.
0: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it got so bad, like so bad. It was like so.
0: You kind of hit a spot where you were like, right, I need to do something about this. Me
3: and Georgia was actually splitting up. Went to, we um, was in Spain, yeah. and I was like, all right, we're moving to Spain. And I di- it didn't help that I was going for a really successful time of my life. And I come home, and I was like, we had a really bad holiday. It was like, it was a crazy heat wave in Spain. The baby was young, the baby was ill, and it just gets so much for you, do not it? It it's mm. a lot. And I, I'm, by the time I get out of the room, my T-shirt's sweating, and I'm like, I'm just a bit overwhelmed. And the week after, I was in Spain buying a villa, and I i've gone to the woman i was like i'm buying this and we're buying it today otherwise i'm not having it so next thing you know i'm just like buying the houses abroad and coming home and george's like well, i've not seen it I'm like, i've done that and it was just like that impulsiveness yeah. was getting worse and worse yeah. and yeah. worse and me and george just weren't getting on We was just constantly i just i didn't know how to be present i was struggling being yeah. present because i was just running away from everything all the time drinking like 20 espressos a day and just yeah. making crazy decisions
0: like that is pretty wild I wouldn't have
3: survived getting through this year it wouldn't have happened to me I, like, yeah. honestly I owe George the world because for someone to be a mum and be able to actually go through what she was going through with me as a person mm. is, is, is I'll take my hat off to her honestly because I was so bad to be around yeah. like, I was aggressive um Unless she was talking about something I was interested in, don't talk to me about it. It was all about the vision and the goal for my businesses. Yeah. Don't talk to about anything else. Someone tells me a story and takes too long, forget about it. Because I know what you're saying before you're saying yeah. it to me.
0: Yeah. How did you feel, though, when you were diagnosed? Was it kind of a relief? Oh,
3: I was praying. Yeah, I was praying. You were just praying.
0: praying you did. Praying. have it.
3: I'll never forget. I was in the room with the guy and I was... Because Georgia said it to me. She said, look, I because I thought I would have had depression. Yeah. And because I I went through a lot of tests and I was like, let me go and find out what I've actually got. And I was doing therapy and not much was working. Did the
0: therapist not pick up on it?
3: No, unfortunately she didn't. Mm. Like, you see how this guy's moving here?
0: (laughs) Yeah. No,
3: no, I'm just being serious. I'm setting an example, yeah? yeah. <laughs> like, I knew he was going to get up before he was going to meet. I'm thinking, yeah. sit down now, because now you're going you're gonna to interrupt what I'm thinking. And I'm, I don't mean that to you. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, that's what people with ADHD have. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I know, like, so far in front of things, I can't talk to you because I know he's moving. Is it you know,
0: annoying you that I'm drinking water every time? So no, often? no, that's
3: fine because we're having a conversation <laughs> yeah. but just that sort of things, it's like you pick up on it you know that noise of that creak of that floor yeah. yeah, that was like bang in my ear I could hear yeah. it so yeah. bad yeah. so sorry about that mate <laughs> <laughs> as I was so so, what happened was is George was like look I feel like you've got there's more to like we was about to split up and I was moving out the house Yeah, and we had a one year old Wow, and he, you yeah, I was moving the out stage. the house it was that bad yeah so when I knew it was bad is when I bought a villa, I was in Spain, I had everything I'd ever wanted as for a 30 year old, there was nothing I needed. Yeah. And I was sitting in this villa in Spain by myself and I was like, wow, what has happened? I've not got my family here. And I didn't have mm-hmm. a family to go back to because they couldn't be around me. Yeah. yeah. And my dad had come with me and he was wearing like flip flops. And I'm not gonna say exactly what <laughs> I said to him, but the, the flipping, you know, that flippers, yeah, yeah, yeah. called him up. I said, listen, I told you not to bring them with you, yeah? <laughs> and I'm serious, and this sounds so bad. We're going to fall out to such a bad extent. We will never be able to be talk ever again if you don't take them flip-flops off. Like, it was that bad. because it was. And I was like,
0: why is this happening to me? What, what did your dad say when you said that to him?
3: He, kno- he knows I was a little bit different, but I was so, like, no one would argue back with me. Because it's not worth it. Because I, I won't stop. I'll just carry on. I've, I've got that mentality anyway. But it's just, it was more, it's easier for them to just leave it. And I feel terrible about it now. Yeah. But when Georgia made me go and see someone, I remember sitting there and I was just praying.
0: Amazing of her to do that. She though. said, you've got
3: to go and see someone. Do you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I've never said this. She was watching Love Island and she sees see like, that guy left because he had ADHD. I think his name was Jack or something, yeah? Uh-huh. And then she was like, oh, it ain't just for naughty kids. There's actually so much more about it. And she sees someone left the villa. Because I had ADHD. Yeah. So when I was sitting there, I was thinking, this guy ain't going to tell me I've got ADHD. Because I see, he, he was just like that. I was thinking, please say I've got it because I'm going to lose my family. I need help, please. And yeah. I went, look, before you diagnose me, mate, listen, I really need help. Please tell me I've got it. He went, got it. <laughs> so I said, I've never, ever seen anyone with it as bad as you. Really? He said, I want me yeah. to test you for autism too. So Did I you like, get
0: tested for autism?
3: No, I didn't. Because I was like, I sort of override most things of what I do in life it's my way or nothing Yeah. and I was like alright sweet whatever but then he told me I was going to go and take medication and how it was going to affect me da 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 so I was like alright we'll do that and then I'll go down the next step and it was so life changing I didn't look back ever again
0: so medication really helped you yeah
3: I couldn't live without it now.
0: How d- both of you? How have you found it for your family and friends? Like, do they find it difficult? Like, I find the stories that you're telling me entertaining, but like, I don't think I'd find it funny if you are giving out to me about my flip flops. <laughs> yeah. but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I actually get that. That noise is annoying when you think about it. It's do you like, know what I is?
3: understand it. Do you know, what it is. It's like you don't. I don't. Do you, do you feel like you've got a memory of remembering things from years ago?
2: I can remember every detail of conversations of what people were that's wearing, what, what they smelled like, what was in the room from years ago. My short-term memory not is, it. is absolutely, it's gone. Because really? I'm on to the next thing straight away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's
3: where I struggle because I'm like, I'll am like, i be sitting there like, Dad, you know what, yeah, you know when I was six, you took a liberty there, and, now <laughs> I like, and that's how it have become. Like, I was like, well now I've got a kid, yeah, I'm realising the way you treated my mum at that time weren't right, now I've got a kid, da-da-da. And it was like, I feel bad now that like I, I put them through a lot of ag the last yeah. few years. Well, I
0: think, like, how, how did your family cope with this?
2: For my family, it didn't come as a shock. I feel like yeah. everyone knew and never said. Um, for me, children, it's it's helped massively, and I think that's the biggest positive to come out of my diagnosis is that when... When it came to that time of me sitting with my three children and discussing them being autistic, yeah. that I could say, "Look, it's okay. Mummy's autistic too, and Mummy goes to work, and Mummy's trying to make friends. Still. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not great at it, but I try." Um, and everything I do now, all of all of the jobs I do, all of the experiences that I do, that I don't want to do, yeah. I do because of my children. Because I don't want them to live the life that I did. Where you know I was a recluse for nearly eight years. I barely left the house. If I was going to go to the shop, I'd go at 2 or 3 in the morning. Um, Not great at, at keeping friendships, not because... I'm not nice I would always uh, people get on with me and I I like everyone and that's part of the problem because I just like everyone but then you know trying to actually build a friendship I would struggle with so the social side of things because I wouldn't be going out I wouldn't be going on girls holidays and I wouldn't be going for meals and things so I could never keep up with the friendship side of things so for my children I'd say it's helped them the most because I'm pushing my own boundaries more than ever. So and so you're helping them push theirs? Yeah, because they need to watch me. And then, when with the food side of things, now that's my next job I need to tackle. I have got to get over the, the sensory side of things with food because, you know, I want my children to be healthy as much as possible. And although I'm fine and I'm really, really lucky um, with my health, I never get sick. When when I look at my diet, you know, I'm surprised, but I want my children to be eating a bigger variety but they're yeah. getting a lot more help than what i had because they were diagnosed younger and at school they have one-to-one they've all got ehcp plans which is an educational health and care plan yeah um, and part of that for them is food play therapy so part of their schooling is them touching food and being around food and all of that which i i would hate and i can't do it and i've been to their therapy sessions and i can't do what they're doing doing. now it's nothing like it sounds traumatic like putting the hand in soup they're not doing that they're not doing anything like that it's literally just just being around food and maybe playing with dry cereal and things like that they can manage but for me I mean, even some of the toys, sometimes it might be plasticine or you know, Play-Doh or slime and things, and I, I can't move it. If it's, if it's on the table in the house, I have to ask someone wow. if they can go and move it, because I just can't touch it. Things like that I really want to conquer for, for yeah. the children. Do you eat How vegetables? You f- uh, Sorry. Uh, no, do you eat vegetables? No, because there isn't any, apart from potatoes.
3: Yeah, same, yeah. yeah do you eat any fruits? Uh, no, well, I do know, I, yeah.
2: I, I can eat a banana.
3: Page no, I again. Bet you <laughs> yeah. Because <you> <laughs> it's face <laughs> shock. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried? Ju- have you tried juicing?
2: No, because they've got lots of bits in. So no, no, they haven't. No, 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 no. In. I've don't. never eaten Sweet. a tomato. No, I've never eaten a tomato. There's so much going yeah. on with a tomato. It's like it's, it's almost <laughs> crunchy on the outside, then yeah. it's soft, and then it's got slimy <laughs> bits in the textures. middle. And I don't know what people do with a tomato. Like, I've tried tomato soup completely smooth, and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. I can eat a margarita pizza. That's yeah, same. Like the most I love them. Thing, I love them. Yeah. And it's almost the same everywhere you go. You know, change is a big deal if you're autistic yeah. and ADHD. Yeah. I don't like change at all, um, but yeah, for for help and support around my family, it's it's been amazing. But I'd say the best thing has has been where it involves my children.
3: Inspiring. When,
0: when did you? Sorry, sorry, when did you get your kids diagnosed?
2: Uh, my children were all three and a half. Um, I wasn't expecting it at all. I didn't understand autism, and I'm embarrassed to say now because I know so much about it that back then. I knew nothing, never really heard of it, you know, didn't, didn't get it at all. So I'm going through this whole process with my children because they had speech and language delay. Yeah. Um, none of them could speak before they were four. All they could say was, mommy, daddy, please and thank you. Yeah. Um, but they could do the five times table. Amazing. just drawing it, they could do yeah. that. But because they couldn't speak like other children at nursery, like it was the nursery staff and, and my mum that were really pointing it out as it being a problem. Whereas for me, I was just like, well, I know what they want and what they need. Like I yeah. I understood them. They didn't need to speak to me. And I was like, it, it's fine. I don't get what everyone's panicking about. But I went along with it. They were ready to start school. And I just thought, no, they do need some speech therapy. So that's where we started. Yeah. That kind of spiraled into them going down the assessment route and and the day they were diagnosed I felt a bit like you in that room where I'm so angry at the time that this pediatrician was telling me that my children had this condition it was a condition that I knew nothing about which is why I was angry it's like how dare she say that there's something wrong with my children that absolutely fine the beautiful the perfect like what's What's the what? What's the problem? How can she say that? She's just assessed them a few times, and she's given us this diagnosis. And I felt so angry about it, yeah. and then I went away, and and I pretty much studied it, and that's what I've done for the last Good. five or six years. I've studied it, and I understand it. And of course, she was absolutely right. They, they were very obviously autistic, and so yeah. was I. A lot but of people. D- a lot of
3: people have. Um like parents do are in denial about it too aren't they like yeah. like my mum and dad it was so clear well you don't want yeah. that I but suppose for you I'm going to be honest you're so inspiring you know oh. yeah. so inspiring <laughs> it's crazy yeah. to be able to like, use you as a reference for autism yeah. it's insane it's so inspiring I'm so, so, you know so what, glad uh, that you spoke about it
2: I, I am too, and I went through a stage, especially in my teenage years, when everyone was choosing what they wanted to do. remember your teachers come round, and they're like, what do you want to do in sixth form? And everyone seems yeah. to have an idea. And I didn't know, so I've got no idea. I, d- I don't know, i changed my mind constantly, but I always knew I wanted to be a mum.
3: Yeah. And
2: now I know that I was always meant to be a mum, but I fully believe I was meant to be their mum, yeah. and they yeah, were meant yeah, to be my children. Yeah. Me and my children, the four of us together... Are completely ourselves uncomfortable and, and authentically just just ourselves. It's no problem if we sit in silence for two hours. It doesn't yeah. matter if we're not sat playing on games if I'm not and I don't feel guilty about it if I'm not spending every minute constantly trying to entertain my children because no one we can are do that. all quite no. happy to yeah. sometimes just good. do nothing. Yeah. But around other people and other families you, you have that pressure of you know you should be going to play centres you should be going on holiday you should be doing this well no actually in my family that doesn't work they don't like that and that's why I was meant to be their mum and they were meant to be yeah, my that's children that's amazing
0: yeah how does it work with play dates and stuff like that with your kids
2: Um, it, it doesn't yeah. <laughs> it well
0: that's doesn't. actually kind of a positive <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm still learning so I'll say to the other parents at school like, please always invite them at this a birthday party Like, I want them to feel included um, yeah You know, my children are doing better at making friends than I ever did, but they still do struggle. Yeah. Um, I don't think they fully understand friendships. Like, they, they know the other children in the class, but the communication between them isn't, like, you know, others that are their age. So I'll say to the parents, just invite them. And usually what happens is I'll get the invitation, I'll look at it, and they'll go trampoline park, and I'll go, I'm really sorry we can't make it. Because yeah, but still I know they got invited. So yeah. Yeah. But if there is ever a place where I know it's going to be quieter, or if it's been booked out just for, you know, a few children, then I'll take them. Yeah. Um, if we're it's really amazing that you push yourself
0: to do that as well, though, because you probably don't want I've to do got that. To,
2: no, I don't. I, I really don't, but I've, I've got to for them. I, yeah. I want them to be as social as possible. And I think it, there's a fine line between encouraging my children pushing and pushing them. them. Mm. And I feel that like myself, so it's it's trial and error. But we're yeah. doing really good, and and I feel I feel in a really good place with with just being my kids. It's where I'm my happiest. Yeah,
3: smashing quiet.
2: it. Do <laughs> you think
0: uh, Louise? Like, is it hereditary?
1: Yeah. So in most cases, um, ADHD and autism will be hereditary. <laughs> so you'll find other members of the family who.
0: Who else? Yeah, oh, why are you smiling? Who, you? who has it this? Son, yeah. <laughs> 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 in, in some,
1: <laughs> there can be genetic anomalies such as an extra chromosome and that can, oh. that can lead to ADHD and or autism. Isn't that, and Down, that syndrome? Be, well, a Down syndrome? Down yeah. syndrome would be one example of that. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And there are other syndromes as well.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you laughing? Who else has it in your family? Alright, <laughs> yeah. So listen, you know when we're going back to the flip-flop thing, you i was like listen dad i'm gonna be honest with you i think you've got it as well mate <laughs> so i went and got him diagnosed on tv really yeah and it come out like he's got it and you can see from a mile away that he has it but let me tell you something right my main fear in life is being normal because because i've got adhd and i can see something so wider yeah i, I just it's my main fear is just being like on like, my brother's completely a normal person, yeah. right? Georgia's normal. My mum is, I don't even know what she is. She's beyond anything. But my dad is also, he's got ADHD, he's been diagnosed. So when I think about it, I I'm not going to say I hope it, but I, if my little boy has got ADHD, he's had a touch. I think that's good. Do yeah. you see it yeah. as a, superpower? a super parent? I'm the most successful person in generations of my family. Yeah. And friends, and from where I even come from. Yeah. So like, if I didn't have what I had, I would just be
0: normal. Do you credit your success? What your, does that mean? Do you like? Do you think with your ADHD
3: that's made you? Successful? Yeah, awesome. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Listen, I remember when they asked me what I was going to be as I was a kid, and I said a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was the first thing I said, and I don't. I've literally done everything myself, and it was all from come out my mind. So if there was something wrong with my mind. I wouldn't be able to envision to do what I've done now. Yeah. And in what I do, I'm the best. No one better than me, isn't and that's Because that. you've
0: both done what you wanted to do, you really wanted to be a mom. you really wanted to be a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> you're on your I'm way. Not I'm not a billionaire
3: yet. No, I'm not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but, but <laughs> I,
2: think, I think Tommy's right. I think being being on the spectrum, if you're ADHD or autistic or both, creativity is usually quite a big part of that. Mm. And right. like Tommy said, he sees it as a superpower. I wouldn't want to be neurotypical either. Um, although there's times I would like to be able to do what other people do, just the, the normal stuff, like, yeah. you know. I, I love who I am now, you wouldn't be and I'm you. more comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah I, I never thought I'd be an author. I, I still can't believe I'm an author. I can't believe I write books for children yeah. because I didn't do well at school, and I didn't enjoy English. But I always wrote, when you were saying earlier, you'll write stuff down at 2, 3 in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I've always journaled, I've always done that. But I never thought I would be able to actually make it into something... Yeah, But like like work, like her job, and the fact that I can, I do think that's probably yeah, the fact of wicked. being autistic. Do you feel like there's enough?
0: Well, first of all, do you, do you feel like there's a stigma around it? Actually, uh,
2: not so much now. Years medication ago, there is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I just revert think-
3: back to something? Because you know, yeah. you just said you was an author. Yeah. So I couldn't read and write until last year. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't read and write at all. So I, I could like do a WhatsApp. But I'd never be able to read like a sentence out of a book because I'd have forgot what it was saying before it for. Yeah, I, I, f- I you know I can't read for an
2: author. I now can't read.
3: I can read and write perfect, yeah. And every time I'm on the plane, I write a short book. Yeah. And because of my ADHD, the way I can story tell is insane. I can make you feel like you're in the place at the time. Yeah. And when I share it to people, they're like, "Wow, how have you just done that?" I was like, "Don't know. I only learnt last year how to do it." So having that, 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 that superpower, as I say, that we've got, is opened so many more doors yeah. than if I was just normal. And back to the stigma part of it, the stigmas around the medication, not having ADHD. Yeah. So everyone yeah. wants to tell you, don't they? Everyone, don't do that. Don't do that. I'm like, you don't know how it feels to sit there with music in your head all day. And yeah. thinking about four thousand different things. Do
0: you find that with medication that you can, like, you focus more? You don't have a thousand things going through your head.
3: Um, it depends what's going on and what sort of deals I've got going on at the table, uh, like on the table at the time. But if if um, I've not got lots of stuff happening, there I can focus. But at the moment, I'm probably talking to you. I'm probably thinking about like ten different things.
2: Yeah. I was just going to say it's fascinating to hear somebody else say about the music in the head because I often say to people when they say, "What does it feel like?" I say it's like there's a radio on in my head Constantly. and it's switching between the channels mm. and sometimes it has that crackly bit of bit. but I am always having conversations in my head whilst trying to sit and hold a conversation like this you yeah. and it doesn't stop, yeah, permanently like it does not stop Yeah, and I'm thinking about what I'm doing tomorrow and next week and I'm talking to someone I'm going over a conversation I had last night mm. and and it doesn't go I kind of do that as well but does that stop with the medication? because I'm unmedicated but I'm thinking about it Can I tell it. you where it stops?
3: Yeah. Do you say things and then after think? Why have I just said that for? Do you reckon I've offended them? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) That stops. That stops. Yeah.
2: I will sit up all night wondering if I've answered correctly. I will go over this whole podcast for the next three days at least.
3: Will you? Yeah. See, I want. I've never watched. I've never ever since being helped watch one of my shows back. Ever, I don't do any TV anyway, no more. But I've only got my own one. No, but I won't
2: watch it. I mean, I'll no, play but, back no, in but my I wouldn't.
3: I t- once I'm out, I'm f- I just don't think of it. That's it. It's like I'll, I'm in the moment now, it's, and I've never been able to do that before. So, like, I walk away from here, and that's it. I that's won't spare amazing. it another thought. And then after, and I don't dwell on things even no more. But well, I used to take things so personal, when it was all like you'd be so emotional about things. And I'm not saying I'm, I lack emotion. I probably do a tiny bit because of the field of work i have in. You've got to. yeah. I understand how it works now. So if I'm doing a business deal with someone, and I I normally like look at the email or get it read to me and take it so personal. Yeah. Um, why are they putting a comma there for? What are they yeah. trying to like? Is they they <laughs> trying to mug me off? Are they trying to? Like, <laughs> I'm stupid. But then now I can read an email, and then I'll go back to it, and I will know how to respond. I know how to. Just process things so much better, and yeah. I don't have that emotional attachment to. Everything. I've
2: I've also got um, slow processing speeds, which is it can come. You probably know this with, with being autistic as well, and I wonder if that's something that medication can help with. And that's it in
0: what sense do you have slow processing? What do you mean?
2: Um. So all the information I'm taking in although I, I wonder if it's because I'm taking in so much like and I'm sure you're the same sat in this room I'm taking in every bit of information how many microphones there is I'm, I'm looking yeah. at the curtains I've already counted that there's three panels over there on that wall and there's a plant here and a plant there <laughs> I like that it's symmetrical but then this one is throwing me off <laughs> and so all of that um, I'm taking in all of that so the conversation I'm having here because I know this conversation inside out it's a, it's one that I can hold yeah. but if we were just sat eating dinner and we were talking about mundane stuff like oh, what have you done last week or next week I'd be, going It'd be taking it all in it would take me a lot longer to answer. Do you so find you're uninterested
0: in, in, in conversations like that with people because you're just like I just don't care?
2: I'm just I'm, I'm over analyzing it almost dissecting yeah, it we'll I'm you. taking it yeah. all in and and there would be like a good 10 second gap before I answer yeah. and so up until I was I knew I was autistic I would just always think, what's wrong with me? I'd come on, speak, answer the question. Why aren't you talking? And, it, and yet it would usually just end up with me leaving the room because everyone um, around would think she's really hard. She and mine's the other way, Chris. Answer.
3: Mine's the other way. Mine's uh, answer the question. Before. When you're saying something, not you, because you sort of speak on the same level as me, speak <laughs> <the> speaks. <speech. laughs> I yeah. feel really comfortable talking. So do you, actually. <laughs> right. When And and then when you speak, you start, it's more, you're giving me facts, so I'm a bit more interested. yeah. If someone's talking to me. I'm thinking, mate, I know what you're saying. Drop <laughs> me out. I know the answer. I could have told you five times. I don't need to know the reason behind it. Mine's too fast. Yeah. So I struggle being around people because if, I can't have a normal conversation. I'm sort of better now. Yeah. But. If someone calls me and I say, yo, this, 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 and they have to tell me something else. I go, mate, I asked you one question. Why are you telling me about something else?
2: I'm not worried. I'm not worried about the stigma. I'm not worried about taking medication. One of my children does, and I've seen a massive difference in, in mm. the benefit to her. Um, I, I've, just, I've just tried to kind of get on with it because I thought, well, I've come this far, I'm, I'm okay. But just recently, I think with a lot of changes in personal life, I'm, I'm having a lot more meltdowns. Yeah. Um, I am struggling and I've got no no problem in saying, yeah, I'm struggling. I probably do need some more help. And I wasn't sure if to go down the therapy route or the medication route. But, um, yeah. Does like therapy help you, with, I, with your mind's? For me, no, <laughs> um, although I've never stuck around long enough to <laughs> give it a chance.
3: <laughs> mm. I used to sit there and think, and I loved my therapist, she was lovely, but t- towards the end, I used to turn up because I liked her. Yeah. But I'd be thinking, I'd, I'd be able to twist anyone around my little finger. There's like a talent of mine. I feel like that. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I enough. can make you feel like I'm sweet if I want half, make you feel like I've, I can hide the truth from anyone if yeah. I need to, by the way I can talk. And f- towards the end, I was, like, just looking at the clock, thinking... Well, I end up getting this thing, thinking, all right, 24 hours, right? In 24 hours, it's going to be over. In 12 hours, it'll be over. In the next hour, it'll be I over. I do that. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I take it off. Towards yeah. the
3: end, I was, like, mm, I don't really... It does help, because you're talking about things, but if you've got what we've got, you don't need to talk about it. You need no. to actually... Learn to live there. Yeah. I think that can
1: be useful, but I think learning strategies can also be yeah. very useful. So maybe more of a
2: practical approach sometimes is. Is useful. Yeah, I, I know the strategy is what I'm supposed to stick to. I can't stick to that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, I know wanna... I'm supposed to take time yeah. out. I know I'm supposed to plan ahead. I know I'm supposed to, like, prepare myself for different situations and go into places and all of that. And I, and I know that's what I'm supposed to do. Do it all for my children. Yeah. yeah. If your children yeah. are going somewhere new, they'll, they'll have a whole book with pictures and directions on where they're going so that they're prepared, so that they haven't got their anxiety before going to a hospital appointment or a play date or whatever. I don't do it for myself. I just think, no, I'm fine, I'll do yeah, it. Yeah, but you're living, you're living yeah. for your
3: kids, it's a bit different. So, yeah. like, for me, yeah. I've. Oh, it's only me with it, so I don't really need to put up with that. But I do say to Georgia a lot, Georgia, stop teaching the baby so much routine. Don't do that. Because then he'll get to the point where he don't do things without routine. Yeah. So I try yeah. to turn him from doing things, you know what I mean? So like when we're, for example, Georgia takes the baby to nursery in the morning, she don't really like people being around in them because it ruins her routine. But where I know how how important it is with ADHD to live by routine, I'm trying not to, just in case my little boy does have it, not to make him so obsessive about it. But in terms of like all of that therapy and stuff like that, I feel like it might help for some people. But if you tell me to go and take a minute, I ain't got a minute. Mm. do you mean go and take a minute? I'm trying to. I'm trying to take over the world. Why are you, am I going to yeah. go and sit there and take a minute out? I'm busy. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Do you, do you find
0: because I actually went to therapy once and my reason for going was I was like I can't stop doing stuff. I was like I just want to stop doing stuff. I just want to sit and do nothing. Do you find that you can never just like I can never sit and do nothing like even watching a movie like can you watch a movie No, I've i can't watch a movie in my
2: whole life, i just I google the end the and
0: i'm like right i know it's to. <laughs> yeah and then i'll go have a shower and i'll come back no i just hate it and i'm like i get it i <laughs> fast
3: forward it to see the ending or anything like that is that a thing Are will the end of books i just
2: don't watch them i can't watch i can't sit and watch a film it's I too can't, long can't, i can't do
3: it do you know do you know one thing i can say about the medication part I remember taking the medication. I, I remember running to the, the pharmacy to go and get it because I was so excited my life was going to change for the better, I thought, right? And I rung my brother and I took the I took the tablet and I rung my brother and said, Ben, 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 you've got to get around the house. He went, what, what, what? what? I went, my head's shutting down. He went, what do you mean? I went, everything stopped. I'm just thinking about speaking true. He was like, yeah, what's the matter with that? I was like, "Um, what do you mean? He was like, what, well, is this normal? You just think about right now. He was like, yeah. I was like, what about all the other stuff? He was like, what other stuff? I was like, Whoa, mm. this is mad. Because yeah. the music went, I didn't think about a thousand other things. I didn't, weren't thinking about that light and that curtain. I was just thinking about what was in front of me. Yeah.
2: Oh no, I don't know if that would freak me
3: out. It don't last forever. But like if, it help,
2: it could, if it could help with myself and my work, especially, and where I'm not staying focused and I'm, I'm missing little jobs here and there, it is starting to affect my life now, mm. then, then yeah, I would look at it for help. Yeah, I
1: what do you think
0: bad. about medication?
1: So I'm a psychologist and not a psychiatrist, so I'm not a particular expert in that area, but I am aware there's research that suggests in lots of cases of ADHD, medication can be very helpful. So people talk about being switched on, for example, and it can make a massive difference to people in terms of um, engaging with activities. On the other hand, some people can find it quite difficult in terms of side effects and finding the right type of medication and... Dosage, yeah, but I always think it's worth exploring that as an option. Perhaps discussing it with a psychiatrist because yeah, it can make a big difference to people, certainly.
0: Yeah, oh, do you think therapy can help other people? I but think
1: ADHD? I think it very much depends on what your issues are. So therapy is often about exploring emotion, emotional issues. Mm. Which you know, why shouldn't someone with ADHD or autism need that and benefit from that? But also, I think that a more practical approach can be appropriate in, those, yeah. in these, these situations but then I think it's important to explore different options with the person that we're working with and let yeah. them make choices, so for example I've had AD, people with ADHD who will spend a lot of time meditating um, and other people the whole idea of meditation or yoga whatever, that would just really frustrate them so it's got to be the right thing for yeah. a person.
3: So it doesn't it make sense meditation oh, been, no, Honestly no, no, that's what I mean, and this is where I really struggled, right? Is unless you've actually got it, it's so hard to to understand it, right? So mm-hmm. if I say to Christine, I wanna use you as an example, right? <laughs> shut your eyes right now and don't think of nothing for ten seconds. Oh, I can't
0: do eh? Meditating Meditating's
3: yeah. not an option. So when I was looking at these things and it was like, oh, meditate, do that, I was like it was making me upset because I was like what do, do you that? mean meditate? I can't yeah. I can't even be in my own head for like, I'm thinking about a thousand things. How am I gonna shut my eyes and yeah. not think? It's just like it's impossible to it's do it's
0: kind of finding what works for you it's with anything yeah. if, if you've yeah. got anxiety if yeah, 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 yeah. you've got depression like you can do loads of things it's the same with this you just have to find what works my for you my advice
3: would be just be open minded and just don't let anyone like get in the way of your decision to make yourself better yeah,
2: yeah. it's trial and error you've got to yes, find what exactly. works for you and I've, I've understood yeah, that give me your, your best advice you give me your best advice um, the it's It's unique for the individual and remember that, that no two people are the same anyway and certainly not with people on the spectrum. Um, I've got three children all with the same diagnosis that all require different care. Yeah. Um. I find it fascinating I really do I find it fascinating how you can get one diagnosis and be different there'll be yeah. little things in common like we've had so much in common today but I'm autistic and he's ADHD mm. might be autistic yeah I I might be now but yeah I think you've got to you've got to try stuff out and if therapy works for you amazing if medication works for you amazing if nothing yeah. at all then you know you've just got to try and look after yourself the best you can yeah Do you have any
0: advice from a medical point? I
1: I think to accept your characteristics and to know that there are lots of neurodivergent people Mm. out there and to be aware that you've got the right to set up your life in a way that suits you and so that you can thrive rather than trying to force yourself into neurotypical norms and making yourself uncomfortable and unhappy.
3: Well that was I think. One what, of a my yeah, yeah. what a fantastic answer. Sorry. What a fantastic
2: answer. No, it is, it's very true though. that's a like, wicked I think, answer, you know? Yeah, no, it is. I think if you where I used to want to fit in and it's more common for women to want to do that. I wanted to fit in, so I would mask a lot. I would try and be like other women around me, I'd dress like them, I'd copy them, and I would want to be yeah. like them. And in my head I was nothing like them at all. But I took it so far as to clear my whole wardrobe out and and copying the girls that I was working around and I still do it so I was on a really glamorous show I would dress like them I'd change my accent I'd speak like them I would, really? I would pretend my life was more like theirs than it actually was then I went on, on to a really sporty show again massive clear out of my wardrobe it's expensive being you, know, oh <laughs> <laughs> like, you you know, need to start some fashion brands yeah. off it's cheaper <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> then I became fully into sport absolutely hammered it smashed the gym great for me but it took over my whole life I, yeah. I wanted to be like the girls that I was around, again, so just masking. And I think the more you just become comfortable with yourself when you when you are, like, you're not neurotypical, really typical, you're neurodiverse really mm. and just accept it, then life does become a lot easier. But I'm still trying to figure out where I fit in. You
3: see what, see what she said there about like how she gets obsessed with what she's doing? Yeah. If you've got some kind of ADHD or something like that, find something which you like, and you'll become the best at it Uh, because you become so obsessed with it you only be the best at it
2: yeah, when you're passionate about so something. So passionate. Yeah. That's,
3: that's why, I like, if if, if if my boy's got ADHD, I'll find what he's good at mm. and I'll put everything into making sure he's the best at it because then you yeah. get success. Yeah,
2: I'm really, really fortunate with my children's school. It's a forest school, so it's... Um, oh, so they It's child-led. Yeah. Yeah. It's Lovely. very outdoors. So for my children, they're allowed to follow their passion. If I was allowed to do that when I was at school, I probably would have finished school. Yeah. I go When I go and pick them off, I think, God, I wish I would yeah, have come here. So if... For example, they do follow the nor- normal curriculum, but if my son wants to do extra maths, if he's really not enjoying French, he's he's allowed to go and do extra maths. That's where his passion is. That's what he's going to succeed in. That's what he's going to go and be, yeah. you know, making getting a job off and making money, and that's going to give him so much more independence, whereas most schools you're forced into doing all of these lessons that for people like us you're never going to use because if it's not part of our passion, it's not going to be part of our life. Yeah. And I love that now schools are changing. I do think there's a big difference in teachers seeing Children as individuals and encouraging their strengths instead yeah. of just trying to fit them into a box. And yeah, do what,
3: you don't, don't want them to, Imagine telling us or asking us to ask a question about a square times five or something. Like, yeah, you so what, that, yeah. You yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> we did like, all that all that yeah. algebra stuff. It's just mad.
0: For
3: a calculator. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. So, if there are people listening and they think that they're neurodivergent, what should they do?
1: I would say find out more about whichever condition that they feel that they have and perhaps look, look for advice about how to manage their neurodivergent condition if they do have one. Yeah. So there's some very good websites out there nowadays. And if they feel they benefit from a formal assessment, they could perhaps ask their GP to refer them to an NHS service.
0: Do you think that... Um more people from Gen Z, they're kind of identifying themselves as being neurodivergent um, than any other generation. Why do you think that is?
1: I think they do. And I think that's because there's a lot out there on social media. And also there's more acceptance. It's fine to be neurodivergent. So yeah, and on the whole, I think that's a positive thing. But I think also it's important to have um, as accurate a picture as possible Mm. about Different neurodivergent conditions and what they what they involve.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like even with autism, I I, like I don't know that from before ten years ago. It's quite a new thing. Yeah, yeah. Where can people look for support if they need it?
1: I mean, there are some very good websites around. So the National Autistic Society is a really good source of information. Um, There's the ADHD Foundation, for example, which is really good. Um, GPs may be able to provide support. Learning support departments and universities can often be very helpful. Um, line managers at work maybe, be the um, occupational thera- therapy department at work. So, yeah, there's lots. And they're, yeah, there are online forums and WhatsApp groups, for example, Facebook groups. I first became more aware of this um of autism and ADHD, when I was doing lots of assessments for dyslexia, so people would come to me for an assessment for dyslexia, and I think, oh, I think there's something else going on either instead or as well. And at first, I was reluctant to suggest it, but yeah. I find, on the whole, it's quite well received, and I think it's just a question partly of the language you use. Mm. Um, so you know, have you ever considered that you might have some autistic traits, for for example? Yeah. And it's quite surprising that quite often people have have already considered that or it may have already been suggested to them so yeah. i th- you know i think it's not really a subject to shy away from but i do agree with what you're saying if it's like a parent of a child then it's yeah. a slightly more sensitive conversation yeah, yeah. to mm. have really yeah it is yeah
3: unless you're me you can just say it but well, yeah. <laughs> it's part of the adhd isn't it? yes <laughs> yeah, don't i don't
0: that. think that's what you wouldn't say to <laughs> no, people not. it's helpful
3: though isn't it yes.
0: <laughs> that was such a good episode thank you all so much I, I could talk to you all day well that's it for that episode I'd like to thank my amazing guests and if you enjoyed this episode, please do rate, review and subscribe because it really helps